So I'm sure we all remember the first time we saw a magic trick, right? Doesn't matter if it was an uncle who found the coin behind your ear or that friend who somehow or other took a card, signed it and put it in your back pocket, right? It doesn't matter if it's that street magician who could levitate suddenly or one guy who suddenly can make a plane disappear, right? You all remember that feeling of being enthralled, of just being, you know, amazed by these people. So... With all these other shows like uh, Breaking the Magician's Code with, you know, the advent of uh, short form content and YouTube, right? Some people might think that the magic that Illusionist brings is not there anymore. Okay. But here I am talking with someone who is going to bring that magic back into our lives. So we have Anselm Roy with us, an Illusionist. So Anselm, how's it going? How are you? Good, man. Good, good. Hey, thanks for making it for the show. Hey, not at all. My pleasure. All right. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Find The Real, where I believe everybody has a story. It doesn't matter what you do or what your career path is. I believe that everyone has an interesting story. And I'm on this quest, this path, to find those interesting stories for your entertainment pleasure. And hopefully you get inspired and these stories better your life. Right? That's a good thing. Yeah, so today we are with you, uh, Anselm Roy. We're going to talk a little bit about your journey uh-huh. uh, in the art of magic, okay. right? What you are doing right now. A little bit about your background as well, how you grew up, what were you doing before magic. And today, a little bit special. Uh, mm. I heard we might be giving away some magic show tickets. Is that true? Uh? Absolutely right. All right, how many tickets are we giving away today? One ticket to our show because it's a very small theater, only 100 people. So um, we can afford to give away one ticket. Uh, all right and you know I, I leave that to you too all right guys so exciting times right for the first time in my podcast i'm giving something away right so you guys have a chance to get one ticket for the show that's happening on the 20th of july on the 29th july we'll, we'll we'll talk about the show uh, a little bit later but all of you have a chance to win one ticket all you got to do is comment later uh, on either instagram on uh, youtube or you can just drop me an email as well and just tell me why do you want to go to this magic show why right Best answers will get those tickets. So, before we start, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you grew up? Okay. Um, I started magic as, uh, doing magic when I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, how I got into magic was um, I did very well in my standard six exams. Very well? I mean, like, I got straight A's. <laughs> all right, all so right. My, both my parents are teachers. Okay. So, I got a little bit of leeway to do something uh-huh. and uh, I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do so you know those days the Malay Mail newspaper was a good source and we used to subscribe to it so I was flipping through the paper and I said I saw this ad for a clown uh, not an ad it was an article on a clown I looked at it and said do I want to be a clown uh, I don't think so flipped it over and there was these ads for bands and stuff you know okay and uh, it was the entertainment section of obviously so um, I looked at it and I said, music, music, uh, I li- and I like music, but could get pretty competitive, mm-hmm. no edge. So <laughs> I flipped the page and there was this magician who was performing at the Federal Hotel in Jalan Bukit Bintang. <laughs> wow. So I was like, huh, that's something different. And not many people do it. So I wrote to the reporter who actually um, uh, wrote that article, mm. Swizzle Monterio, he's, he's passed on now. and. He got in touch with the magician and got his business card and mailed it to me. So I was, I'm stand, just after Santa Six and I get a letter in the post box, very excited, open it up. And there's Sweden saying, hey, you know, I contacted the magician 
and uh, you know he he said he would love to meet you and he, here is his card uh, uh, his name was Zach so I'm like okay totally forgot about it mm. and one day while I'm in school this guy in this purple satin shirt white guy comes up to a classroom and uh, asks the teacher can I speak to Anselm the teacher goes who's this dude you know and she calls me up to her and she goes you know this guy I said no so okay she drags me along outside and he says hey I'm Zach you know the magician I'm like oh yeah yeah I, I, I know this guy I know this guy you know uh, so he said hey why don't you come on over um, uh, that weekend wait, wait a minute he came to your school, school in St. John's are you joking no you, you wrote a letter yeah. right to the reporter <laughs> who then got contact the Zach magician fella yeah. and he came to your school, school. So he got brother director's permission and walked in and <laughs> there I was. So I said, okay, I'll see you on Saturday. So, okay. So Saturday, I'm mm. Went to Those days, it was Malacca Street. Okay. Know, and I didn't know how to get a federal hotel. So I mm. walked all the way to Jalan Bukit Bintang. From St. John? From Jalan Ampang. Okay. You okay. Know, all the way. Uh, and then got there and never been in a hotel before. Mm. So I'm like, I look in and I see the front desk and I'm like, oh dear, you know, how do I get in to his room? So he's given me his room number. Mm. So I wait until the front desk is like almost clear and I bolt in, <laughs> go to the lift, go upstairs. And those days, you know, Federal Hotel, Jalan Bukit Bintang is a funky, funky reputation. Oh, yes. And my parents are all conservative people, so I was like, mm, you know. So the lift opens and this musty smell comes out of the corridors. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Uh, so I walk up to the door, knock the door, and then he opens the door. And I see he comes out and he's wearing these his shorts and the whole room is a friggin' mess. Mm. You know, absolute mess. I'm sorry I'm using these words. No, it's fine, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. Trying to keep it PG-13, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a mess. I mean, a mess. So he said, hey, come sit down. So started talking and chatting. And then he taught me one trick. Okay, first trick. One trick. Mm. I was expecting like the whole world would open and I'd learn magic about it. No, he just taught me one trick. And then when he finished, he said, the next time a magician comes in, you show him this trick and you say, I taught you this trick. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that was it. You know, an hour and a half later, I walked out of the hotel with just one trick in my hand. Went back home and practiced that trick, you know, like um, doing it every day. Almost like, I think the first time I was like an hour a day, just literally doing it everywhere I was, you know, in school, in the bus. You know, it was a coin trick. Mm. And I had to learn the slight, you know, mm. to, to make it perfect. So I did that. And um, the next... Uh, person to come in was another magician I walked I went got to see him I showed him that trick and I said Zach taught me this trick and he mm. said oh here here's another trick and he taught me another one more trick <laughs> so I'm like I could go old and gray before I learned magic <laughs> so went back home practiced that trick then the third time it was um, in Hotel Equatorial okay. uh, this guy uh, was uh, performing for Lufthansa so he did the corporate show and then I, I, I went up to him and I said, hey, you know, I would like to. Uh, these are the two tricks I learned. And then he said, okay, come on, uh, I'll teach you one more. So he taught me one more right there and then. And he said, come on Saturday for, for breakfast and uh, make, make it into a routine. I had no idea what a routine was. So I said, uh, sorry, what's a routine? He said, no, to make it like a story. I said, oh, okay. So I went back home 
actually wrote a story once upon a time da 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 da, da three tricks Wait, you're, you're telling me yeah. that this journey is so serendipitous right yeah. you go in <laughs> you met this that guy who came to your school taught you one trick you went to another magic show learned another, another trick, trick went to another magic show so magicians back then they were just like into giving knowledge just like that no I'll explain to you what, mm. why so I come back on Saturday mm, mm. and he's having breakfast he'll come join me for breakfast I got no money in my pocket lah. Takut nak nanti kita bayar kan. So I said no no no. I've had breakfast and stuff. So he finishes finishes his breakfast and, and, and he says okay show me the routine. So I went once upon a time and I did the trick and stuff like that. He just had a big smile on his face. Mm. So when I finished, he said yeah technically it's all there. But when I said a story, I didn't mean a once upon time story. I just needed you to to link the tricks so that they flowed from one to another. Mm. And that and then he gave me uh, the the name of a book. And where I could buy it from, mm. and that's 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 when it opened up the doors. Now the reason this was done then, um, because we didn't have internet, we didn't have you know video cassettes, nothing. Mm. Mm. So it was all books. Mm. And uh, the reason they do it that way, and it, even now I think even I do it that way, is that because if I teach you one trick and you go back home and you really practice th- that trick and you come back it shows that you're really interested mm, mm, you're not mm. interested just to uh, you know I want to learn one trick go and impress my girlfriend got you know, it, that kind got of stuff it. so those who are really interested in magic take the time the effort and the discipline to go through this process mm. um, so I learned that from young you know um, mm. that this is the way it needs to be done then when the book arrived Uh, mom lent the money because mm. you know it was in 15 pounds or something like that mm. and shipping got to wait for three months CEC mail man I tell you just opened up the whole world mm. and that's mm. how it first started so I started doing uh, learning manipulation magic mm. sleight of hand because uh, that was the root at that point in time I didn't have to spend much money lah, you know, mm. just, uh, but um, I learned the hard after spending about three years doing it I learned the hard way that Malaysians really didn't care for sleight of hand mm. Yeah, I was I was in um by which time I had gotten to make friends with other magicians and stuff like that. So one of them was performing at the Hilton. So at this point you're still in high school, right? I am still in secondary school. Yeah. Okay. Form 3. So in high school you've learned all this this book has come along. Yeah. It ignited your passion oh, a yeah. lot more. Have you started shows at this point in your time? Not yet. Oh, ah. no, no. My first show was in Form 2. Was it Form 2? Yeah. Form Before the book came or after the book ah, came? Oh, way after the book came. Okay, okay, form okay. Form 2. It was for a birthday party. Who <laughs> the 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 brother, as in you know, teacher St. John's, they were brothers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the brothers, he, brother Conleth, his friend was having his birthday party for his daughter in uh, next to Rangey Club or one of those houses. Okay, there. okay. So he came over and he, oh, by which time RTM had already done some interviews about this kid who was doing magic and stuff. Oh, okay. So this had spread. But where but where were you doing your magic though prior to this? They came to the school and recorded it, uh, you know, next uh, to the fountain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when I did, and I got fifty dollars for the first show. Wow! Uh, photocopied it, kept it, you know. <laughs> to, but the, and then years later, when I checked it, photocopy all faded because those it was thermal photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot earn, you Cannot know. <laughs> so that was my first show. Yeah. Then in um, so I started growing up. Uh, sorry, I was saying. So I went to see the show in Hilton. And Sudirman was on the on the menu, no. and uh, th- my friend James Tong was on the menu. So Sudirman did one half. Everybody, oh! And I think it was for BAT. <laughs> oh, Malaysian Tobacco Company. MTC, not, not MTC, MTC, yes, yes, not, yes, not yes, BAT, yes, MTC. Mm. So then James Tong comes up, and he does a 
a brilliant. He's a, he's a very good uh, uh, manipulator. Okay. He did a billiard ball multiplying billiard ball trick. Okay. He at the end of the routine he had twelve balls like mm, like this mm, right. Mm. Nobody cared. They looked at the first ball, second ball, and then it was back to eating the food. Oh yikes! So then I stood back and I I, I learned the lesson, and that is, Malaysians don't care for sleight of hand. Mm. I see you can make one ball appear, you can make two balls appear. So big level is mm. no big deal. Mm. So when when the uh, uh, MC says, oh you know James Tong give a big round of applause, he has a smattering of applause and he goes. Mm. Then Sudirman comes back on and they are mm. right into mm. it as well. Mm. So lesson learned. So I, that day I stopped after three years of doing uh, mani- manipulation and sleight of hand. I just said, waste of time. So I switched to illusions. Okay. So uh, that's when I started building illusions and stuff. So I had my very first big illusion show in 1979 at the uh, Changkat Pavilion, which is right next to the Stadium Nagara, mm, mm. which is no more there anyway. Uh, it was for Warner Brothers, and we made superheroes appear, four of mm. them. Batman, Superman, no, Batman, Wonder Woman, Robin, and Spider-Man. In the show, so, oh wow! Uh, Is a team of people or just you? Just me. Okay. Just okay. me. Yeah. Uh, that time we got people all lah. What one man show lah? One man show, and then all my all my illusions and all you know, my mom helped me build in the kitchen that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> that uh, that is so cute, right? <laughs> yeah. It is DIY culture. So so needless to say. The family support was definitely there from day one. Not for my dad, but my mom, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was there. My dad was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, as long as you don't, you know, screw up in your studies, you're okay." Ah, uh, so for them, they they looked at it as a hobby and yes. not really a career in that sense. Who would want their son to be a career? Indian parents want their son to be. They want doctor, doctor, lawyer. I don't uh, want. <laughs> and I was, I was like, you know, I was, I loved bio. I'd score in biology. Oh. So I had my head screwed on for for medicine, medicine and stuff. So when I did my form six, I didn't get enough uh, credits. I, did, I didn't make the grade to walk into the local universities. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Which really frustrated me. Mm. Uh, mm. But my uh, but I got in. But I got this place for Toronto Medical and uh, I think it was Madras State. Mm. But Madras State, you had to pay a lot of under the table money. Yikes! And then Canada, I realized that. They, I would need to fork out ten thousand bucks just cost of living, excluding mm. all that mm. stuff, and my parents couldn't afford it. Being teachers, right? Yeah. Mm. So I decided, no, I will continue doing magic and go and work as a clerk and see what what happens, ah. How how did this news? Yeah. <laughs> how did you break this? To your, I mean, how did their parents? I, take I remember this news? sitting on my my mom's sewing machine, looking out the window, and <laughs> going, "All right, got to tell them, man. You know, got to tell them." So I walked in and they were both there and I said, you know, I've decided that I'm not going to do medicine anymore. Mm. And my dad was like, no expression whatsoever. My mom mm. like, and then what are you going to do? I said, um, I will do, I will work lah, you know, maybe get a job as a clerk. So bank was a big time. You know, get mm. get a job as a clerk in a bank, you were like set. Even without tertiary education at this point in time? Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I was already form six. So okay, yeah, okay. But mm. no, no tertiary. Mm. And uh, my mom said, "What will the neighbors say?" <laughs> so, so Asian parent, right? That's so the I, first thing. What would the neighbors say? But what was, would Auntie Velu say? <laughs> I was ready. They're not going to put rice in my bowl, right? Well, <laughs> well said, lah, <laughs> chief. <laughs> prepare, boy. Prepare. Well done, lah. <laughs> so anyway, you know. So then I started work. Then eight came to be eight most horrible months of my life. Okay. No work. I. No work at all. I used to write three letters of application every day, mm. uh, and nothing. Mm. You know, mm. I I had people. 
I had I had a one for GP, mm. and I and I, you know I had pretty good grades except for math and stuff. Mm. I NST wouldn't hire me because of the I have to hire this particular person. Mm, mm. Uh, for proofreader, you know I mean he, t- he and he blatantly said you know what you're the most qualified for the job but I can't give you the job. Ayo. So la la it went around and finally. Ended up going to work for Esso and the oil rigs for three months and all of that stuff. Mm. Then came back and. Well, you 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 worked offshore. Oh yeah, three what, months. What, Bogo, you, Bogo a. what were you doing in uh, engine offshore? Room. Engine room. Uh, so it's it's physical hard work. It it was crazy work lah, <laughs> and alone. You know, you're mm. only one guy in the engine room mm. uh, on on shift rotation. But it was it was, it's good life lah. You know, I mean, enjoy that. Then came back and stuff, and then I I worked for a. a Uh, stock shares uh, conscripting company. Mm. Then I moved into a Swedish industrial engineering firm, okay. doing stock control and stuff. And that's when my career started growing in magic because okay. I had money I could invest in, I could get more shows and stuff. So, so whilst whilst you're doing all these jobs, mm. you were still doing uh, your magic hustle on the side. Yes, right. but mainly birthday parties. Okay, okay, yeah. not 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 corporate the big events. corporate, mm. not the really big corporate events, but the birthday mm. parties. Very lucrative market. But it wasn't what I really wanted to do because illusions doesn't fit into the kids, you know. You can so. Um, so at that point in time, right? What kind of tricks were in your bag, or what were the kind of tricks that you know kids went kids. crazy? anything. The the main thing about kids is audience management. Okay. Okay. You know, um, now it's really difficult with the with the with the current discipline that the kids have. <laughs> the that, short form content, TikTok, and all that. No, right? no, no. It's just discipline. They they, uh, they don't have discipline. the discipline. Mm. And the parents, you know, the kid walks up to you and and you know pulls your 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 your, uni, your stuff and whatever, and they think it's a big joke. Mm. Whereas in those days, if you said no, it would be no, <laughs> you know. Uh, and the parents, excuse me, could you? And the parents would come. You know, sort the kid out. Mm. So it's a, it's very different now. Yeah, the way uh, the way we're raising kids is very different. Very you know? different. Mm. So, um, so those days it was okay. Then at one point I realized if I wanted to be an illusionist, mm. um, I can't do it for kids. Mm. My 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 brand will suffer. Okay, okay. So I made the hard decision. It was very lucrative. I mean, I I was the most uh, expensive kids entertainer at that point in time. At that point in time, I had worked myself up to that point, mm. um, and. Uh, I would charge 500 bucks a show, and people would still hire me. Back yeah, then, back then, <laughs> you know, um, it was mainly because I I knew how to I I learned how to manage the kids, how to yeah. you know and get them involved and where the dramatic effects in the theater. Yeah. It's magic is all about theater. It's not mm. about it's not about the props. You yeah. know? So it's it's not only about the trick. It's, it's getting them to the trick. It's how do you attract attention? You know, hold the audience attention, and you know how the, and the big finish. I assume it's a manipulation of the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. actually that's what it is. Um, mm. And many people think, oh, yeah, I go to a magic store, I buy tricks, I can. No, your, which is why YouTube fails in magic. Mm. Um, if you watch YouTube, I would say very safely, 95 to 98 percent of it is just nonsense. It's people <laughs> trying to show off that they can do a trick. You know, uh, so if you turn off the sound, you still go understand what how the trick is is uh, executed. Mm. But when I, if I were to do a, a a trick with you, I would walk in with a story, mm. and I will engage you with that story because now you're going. 
uh, I, I need to hook on to what you're saying because mm. it's not about the trick. So while I'm doing that, I'm establishing my personality. Mm, mm, mm. And then when I show you the trick, I, I, it's, I don't present it as a trick. I say, hey, you know, like for example, if I, if I had a rubber band, I say, you know, Malaysian rubber is really flexible these days, you know, and, mm. then, and then he lets it go into a rubber band trick and then he goes, you're showing me magic trick, huh? <laughs> By which point... <laughs> He already likes you. <laughs> you, you build that rapport. You build a rapport. You have a relationship <laughs> with the guy. Then you crack jokes and stuff like that. Okay lah. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas, uh, if you don't have that sort of an approach and you go in with a training like, can I show you magic trick? Huh? Immediately you get this. I don't want to be fooled. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, so that, now you're going to make me a fool. Is so, it? There's, so there's that there's perception. That resist, there's that, that resist, resistance, mm, you know. Mm, so, mm. it's psychology as well going mm. into it. So, mm. yeah. Uh, we kind of deviated, but you know that. So I I stopped the kids market mm. and concentrated on show on doing illusion shows. It was tough in the in the because you had to get your own transport. You got to mm. get people down. But yeah, after the first show in 1979, it really took off. So so you this is something a little bit interesting, right? You're speaking mm. about the different types of magic. We mm. spoke about something called the manipulator, then the sleight of hand feller, and yeah. the illusionist, right? Um, okay, if you want to get. In, into the subject of magic mm. here we go there are different categories of magic okay okay one is um, close up magic okay which unfortunately David Blaine came up and called it street magic okay, okay. street magic is actually pretty derogatory oh. oh it is it is because when you say street magic you're like a busker you know DVD seller I come and show you trick lah okay but okay. if I'm a close up magician and, and this is something that I've inculcated in the club that I, I, I set up mm. you have to be better dressed than your audience Mm. So mm. when you approach somebody out of the cold and, mm. y- and you say, and then you start your, your patter and trying to mm. engage them, they now have a respect because you're dressed better, you're, you're, mm. you're uh, yeah. accessorized better, you're, you're, you know, your hands are all clean and nice and stuff, and they're willing to stand and watch you. Mm. Whereas you approach a guy like a DVD seller and, and uh, here I show you a hat trick, huh? mm. you're dead. Just, just like Go this on. show. My first guest wearing sports jacket to, the sh- to my show. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's that sort of psychological mm. approach. So that's close up, yeah, mm. close up, and then you get one stage higher, which is parlor magic. Okay. Parlor is when you have uh, when you perform what used to be called parlor. Now that we don't have parlors anymore, mm, mm. it's like if I came to your living room and you had a large living room and you had maybe uh, anything from fifteen people. Like more. a kids party? No. Oh, oh, okay. For adults. Okay. For I adults. mean, I'm talking categories mm, first, mm, and then of course mm. you have the kids, the adults, mm, and mm, stuff. Mm, so. Uh, if you had that sort of a party, then I come in, I set up a table, mm. and I engage with this 15 or 20 or 30 people. This is mm. very close. I mean, it can be in a function room in mm. a hotel, but not a ballroom setup. Mm. Yeah, so, parlor. Okay. No big illusions. Okay. Yeah? okay. Then we go from there into what we call cabaret, which does, again doesn't exist, or nightclub kind of magic. Show dance? Uh, not yet. Mm. It's, it's like when you perform on a stage, mm. in an, like, let's say in Zouk, or okay. you know, in that sort of an environment. Got it, got it. Now we had a... Those days, we didn't have that. We only had, you know... Ta-da! Ta-da, yeah. So, uh, those days, we also had strip clubs. So, in between the strippers... In this country? Yeah, yeah. Eastern Hotel, Pertama Cabaret. Those were the days, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew into, grew up through all that. So, in between the strip packs, you're going up there and we had to impress <laughs> your audience that our multiplying balls were better than their tits, <laughs> you know? So, so now, that, now that would have been a challenge. That's a challenge. <laughs> you thought going after Sudirman was tough. <laughs> so, so, then, so that's cabaret. Um, then after that, you get to stage magic. 
Okay. Stage magic is when you actually perform on a stage for a larger audience, mm, mm. Um, and that's my specialty. I st- it's a st- like a stand-up comic, but I stand up and I do get into interactive magic and so, okay. so that okay. kind of stuff. Interactive magic. Yeah. Mm. Then you broaden that a little bit and you include illusions in the stage magic shows. Got it. So that's illusions, and then we do the mega ma- mega illusions. Okay. Like what I've worked on before, you know, like making uh, the superheroes appear. No, 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 no. That's that's uh, corporate side. Okay. This okay. is uh, like with all general lay audiences. Mm. So like um, I worked with Franz Ferrari, um, who is actually physically, who physically owns the largest illusion show on the planet, and wow. even bigger than Copperfield. Yeah. Mm. So when he travels, I used to be his production manager. Well, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So we worked on projects like making the B- London Bridge disappear. The Sphinx in Egypt disappear, a Russian space shuttle, and all that kind of crazy stuff. Okay, so that's okay. in the mega illusion side, oh, okay. like David okay. Copperfield and his making the plane disappear. Plane disappear everyone, uh, everyone remembers that, or, right? Or the Statue of Liberty, mm. you know, that sort mm. of stuff. So that's in the mega illusion area. Okay, okay. Uh, and that is usually, though we think it's live, it's actually for TV mm, mm, because mm. the audience is to get the kind of funding to do that kind of illusions on that scale is very expensive mm, mm, mm. so it's usually a TV station or a TV production house that buys into this and then include that in so that's the category so you're you're saying that you, where you specialize in is the stage illusions stage upwards mm. and then with that I also do corporate shows okay okay the okay. corporate shows comes in a little later mm. um, but it's um, yeah we get that and then to uh, go back sorry can I just go back to your yeah, question yeah yeah so, so here you are you made the that types, tough, yeah, types, yeah, types. Of, so mm. you have the categories of magic and then you have the different types of magic mm. ball magic ring magic rope magic silk magic you know and so, so now you try to figure out what where you are in this whole scheme of things mm, mm. bring this in and then try to create your own routine got it got it yeah. so it can be a combination of rings yeah, yeah, yeah. cards as long as you routine it uh, the story it has, it has to, to you flow. have to follow the bouncing ball correct right? mm. you can you can cut it short uh, if your presentation um, script mm. is the overriding factor then you mm. can put, you bring in different kinds of stuff alright alright you know because uh, that's the that's the string that holds the whole show together mm. but if you just go in and do tricks 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 I've just seen one trick and now I've got to rewind my brain and rewire it to the next thing because the tempo is different you know so we all um one of the things that we need, we as performers need to know is the rhythm. Mm. We need to know the rhythm. First and foremost, we need to know our own rhythm. Mm. Where our, because your rhythm is different from mine mm. in mm. speech patterns, in terms of movement. So once we rec- recognize our speech patterns, our rhythm, then we know how to work the music in, the movements, all of that comes in. So it's theater. It mm. really mm. is mm. In, mm. In, a, in a different form. All right. Yeah. So, so, so here you are, um, you know, making that tough decision where I'm going to stop the kids' shows, mm. I'm going to focus on my illusion. Mm. So what happened next? Okay. <laughs> I, f- I, was, I was in a quandary because how do I sell myself? Because yeah, say you're making a comfortable 500 ringgit yeah. per show yeah. and right now you're just... You know, I'm saying enough is enough. <laughs> All right. I was working in, uh, in, a, in the Swedish industrial engineering firm and suddenly I get a call from out of the blue from an agency production manager. Okay. And she says, uh, hey, uh, Anselm, you're the magician, right? I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, can I come home and see you? Uh? I said, yeah. I said, you're in Whisper Central, right? I said, yeah. And uh, uh, like in 30 minutes, this woman breezes into this room. Gorgeous woman dressed in white flouncy stuff. And then she walks up to me and she starts chatting with me. And my manager's going like, 
what the heck is going on so I go outside and she says we want you to come for an audition no um, and I said yeah uh, for what he says no man you just come lah <laughs> so uh, can you go up now I said now I got a job there yeah he said no no you come now I'll talk to your manager now so she went in and she spoke to the manager and um, he said okay I think he was more taken up by the fact that this gorgeous woman asking for this <laughs> rather than me taking the rest of the day off that was a slight that was a slight <laughs> slight of mine and the eyes and uh, so got into got into the cab went to went to the agency and I was actually being auditioned for uh, an account which they were pitching for I can't tell you what it is uh, okay okay and they needed a an, an ambassador Uh, a mascot sort of ambassador okay 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 so I did uh, I walked in and there was just like people all around with, with some really well known personalities in there and stuff okay so I did the and I, I like grabbed I always carry some tricks in my hand so I had my pockets <laughs> stuffed with little stuff you know wondering what, what and I'm sitting in the cab going okay I can do this trick and I can do this trick didn't have to do a single thing came outside sat downstairs sat outside for a while and about 20 minutes later they came okay you're it So this wasn't magic related. It was. Ah, but you didn't have to show a trick though. I didn't have to show a trick at the audition. I got it, got it, got it. Yeah, got so it. she came out and she said, "Yeah, yeah, you're the guy, you know. That's it." Uh, and <laughs> you're the guy. We, we you're decided, the guy. Uh, the big boss has said yes and you're the guy. I said, "Okay, fine." So, uh, I got into it. Then I realized what advertising was. Ah. So my first introduction, I never never thought about advertising as an industry until that point. Okay. So then I started thinking maybe I can use advertising to sell my magic. Got it. Wow, okay. Makes sense. So I got in uh, and I I, got, I was involved in that business and later on I joined that company as an account executive. So you you first you were talent. <laughs> You you became an ambassador, ambassador for a brand, <laughs> and suddenly you said, "Hey, I joined your company, lah." No, no, no. They called me and said, "Hey, why don't you join our company?" Ah, uh, because I was working on on one of the PR events, and mm. when I finished it, I went to collect my salary, mm. and the boss said, "Hey, why don't you join us?" I said, "I have no qualifications at all." Mm. So oh, don't worry, you have the aptitude for it. And I think you'll you make a good. Uh. So I said, "But you know, I'm already making." So I was at that point. I was working at the hotel paddock. Hilton, mm. uh, uh, the old Hilton uh, on the thirtieth floor paddock. Okay, I was okay. doing close up uh, walk around magic there in mm. the night, and I said, "Look, I'm already earning X, X amount of dollars, mm. and if I come in here, I can't. Ah, uh, don't don't talk to me about this. Go and talk to the finance guy about this. You know." So he was like, <laughs> "So I went into the finance guy, and the finance guy looks at me. And says, you know what? I can't afford to pay you that much money. Maybe we can play." I said, "Okay lah. Here's the deal. As long as I can still do my magic." Uh, okay. And it doesn't compromise my work. I work for you, lah. You, but you must pay me, you know, Excellent. what you're paying. Mm. You cannot use that against me. He mm. said, "Yeah, okay, so settle." So joined, went in and stayed there for 12 years. But the world of advertising, yeah, because uh, I was a brand manager and yeah. I worked with my, uh, you know, agencies. Yeah. Where got you finished at seven o'clock at night? Never did. <laughs> Never did. I wasn't married that time. My, my girlfriend would come, who is now my wife. She would sit for hours waiting downstairs for me. Uh, but yeah, those were the days. Um, but the uh, the thing was, I every age I I worked for one, two, three, four, five agencies, mm. and uh, my deal with all of them was, I had to do my magic. Okay, it's like you going and playing golf. Mm. Uh, you mm. know, for me mm. that's magic. Mm. Mm. However, if there's any time that you think that I'm not giving the job 
what it requires. I need you to tell me Got right it. there and then. Don't wait until review time and say, oh, you're spending too much time in the magic. I think that's being mm. unfair to me. And it, and it worked out fine. And I'm assuming that conversation never happened. You were still delivering on what needs to be delivered. Yeah, I worked like, you know, I worked like a dog, literally uh, <laughs> delivering everything, but learning about the industry because it was an exciting industry. What did you like about the advertising industry? The fact that you could change minds. Yeah. I well worked. Said. I worked on the McDonald's account, mm. you mm. know, and we changed the eating habits of this country. I mean, I personally can say <laughs> that I am responsible for making us fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the only the only ones that were around then were A and W and KFC. Okay, they used to tease me like they, they would say I would catch up in my veins because you know you live, but you live the life. <laughs> That's a good one. Dude. That's a good one. <laughs> you live the life, but at the same time, I learned uh, trying to. Applying the magic principles, uh, the ad principles in magic. Ah, uh, so, so now this what is where it gets interesting. Was, yeah. So what happened was uh, when they had product launches, mm. I would pitch to the account and I would say, "Look, I can make this." See, there are only two ways to launch a product: mm. you either unveil it or you mm. make it appear. Mm. There's no other mm. way. Mm. You want to make it appear? I'm the guy. Ah. You know. So and so I, that worked for you to an extent. It to a great extent mm. because when mm. I walked in. Uh, I was speaking their language. I wasn't a mm. magician coming in from outside. You're a marketeer. Yeah, you know? you know, I understand. So I always ask for a brief. I want mm. to understand. Mm. Mm. So then I would redesign the... That's when I also learned how to redesign props to fit the brand. Got it, got it, got the, it. The, you know, all of that stuff. So, like, for example, I've done work for, McDon- uh, for Mercedes-Benz. I've done work mm. for BMW. Mm. I've done work for NASA. Mm. I've done work for Land Rover. Assuming making the car just appear, appear. or something like that. Yeah. No, no. You, you don't want to make a car... Disappear during a launch. You want to mm. make it appear. Mm. So mm. there we go. Oh, mm. You know, but at the end of the day, a car appears. But mm. the production around it yeah. is all about the brand, the got imaging it. about got the it. brand. Got you got know, it. like BMW is all about technology. Yeah. Mercedes is, you know, it's, it's all different. Mm. Um, Land Rover is adventure. You know, so mm. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So when you start doing it that way, then the client re- begins to realize, hey, this is just not an ordinary magician, nah, you know. Mm. He uh, gets he gets the brief. He gets the yeah. brief. Mm. You know? uh, and those clients that appreciate that, mm. then they are very open to this. Okay. You okay. know, but nowadays I find clients very reluctant to release uh, the brief. Mm. Mm. Um, I've walked out, I, I have, I learned, thank God, a long time ago to say no. Mm, mm. Uh, it's very painful, but you say no. Uh, walk away from clients who are just dogged about doing it their way. Yeah, they, they they just want their brand communication out there. I want the product to be the king, you know. No, product is always the king. Mm. In fact, I have done shows where I don't appear. Mm, mm, I mm. choreograph the show. The the product at the end of the day is a hero. Mm. But you want to do it in your okay. I I always say this. You are the salesman for the brand. Mm, mm. You're good at selling the brand. Great. Mm. Now let me launch the brand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, leave that to you. Yeah, leave that to you because I I know what works and I, mm. and they don't trust us because mm. also because of our own industry lah. Like, there are people that have gone in there and just tried to emulate what I've done and mm. done it wrongly and therefore uh, oh, it doesn't work. So so at this juncture in your life, right? Mm. You're mentioning you're doing the close up uh, magician shows, right? That was finished. No okay. more. Already. So that means now you're already focused on two illusions, co- illusions Fully. and corporate. So this is where yeah. you you found your stride, mm. right? Mm. I mean. Now, in terms of the competency level, mm. right? How did you go from a man close-up magician to right now you're doing illusions on a big scale? Like how how did you build that capability within those years? I think you grow into it. Oh, th- so yeah, because once you start, you say okay, like like for example, when we did, um, like for example, let me uh, Petronas. Okay. Uh, we launched the 
the Petronas motorbike racing uh, bike racing team. Okay, they okay. had a launch at Hilton. Mm. I had I had to deal with audiovisual, mm. where their logo, you know, and then so I said, okay, since you're going to do this and you're going to go through expense, have this turn into a star and come to us, and I'll pick the star off mm. of it, and I'll have a the star in my hand, and mm. I'll come up and do something with it, and from that grows into the bike. Now this is close up, uh, mm. you know. I mean, in its in its uh, purest form. Yeah. So I had to now marry both. So you don't really give it up, mm. but you kind of look for ways in which your previous skills can be married into. Got it. The the routine because at the end of the day, it's the routine that's the most important. So it's the so choreography. Is that how you stay relevant as well? Because here here's the thing, right? As we move on year on year, right? Um, you know the, the the topics of the day are different. You know the trends of the day are different. Like how how do you stay relevant or keep up to date with like what's latest in the magic world? You know, I think magic world. I've been doing it for so long. There's nothing that really faces me anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm actually fear. I'm known to be fearless, lah. I've been okay. told that I'm fearless. Um, because there's no there's. The word impossible doesn't exist in my vocab. Well done, laddie. Really? It's like a Nike ad, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Uh, you know, you say you want to make a bus appear. Mm. Can. Now I back engineer that. So I ask the client, where is this bus going to appear in? Uh, let's say he says in a stadium. Oh. Okay. Um, now, are you going to have the stadium full surrounded or are you going to have, you know, a, a section, have it sectioned off? Um, is there going to be a stage? Are you going to are you going to drive it in? Got so it. I I I didn't go back from. I've got a bus appearing, mm. but I now go back and figure out what the mm. elements are around got it. it. And you share what are things that can be done, can't be done, Correct. how it should be and, done. And of course, there's sometimes when you say, "Look, it's impossible." Okay. You know. Okay. And, okay. and then they go, "Oh no, don't worry. Uh, we want we like the idea, but you know we can try to." You know, so now it becomes a discussion, mm. and most of the time. Uh, Once clients like the idea of using magic, mm. they are hooked, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a question of coming to the, an agreement at the table. Um, like the the other thing, you know, is like when I travel, I also do work for um, um, bands, concerts, mm. and all. Mm. I've done work for Don Bang Zingi mm. in in Korea, mm. uh, TBXQ, right, mm. the boy band. Um, so we did the Rainbow concert, and I designed illusions to fit their show. Mm. I didn't perform. So you know, we did. I think about six illusions. I mean, massive stage, so massive budget. What goes on through your mind, right, when it comes to the uh, designing, the thinking, the Firstly, conceptualizing? Firstly, I said, okay, give me the list of songs that you're doing. Okay. Exp- and it's all in Korean. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Google okay. Translate lah. No, 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 no. I need you to explain to me what happens. Ah, uh, okay. okay. And I, so when they do it, I I'm a pretty good body language reader. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I, I groom myself that way, and. I I understand. I I get their emotion when the you know when the singer says, "Oh, I you know I I broke up with my girlfriend, so <laughs> we did this song, and and you know so I wrote this song about that time and there was pain and stuff. So I oh okay, so now I now know I have a story, mm. and now the question is how do I weave it into the story? So what I did for this guy was, um, he would be sitting in a set where there was a tree, at, on stairs, and mm. he was like. You know, the song starts, and the whole crowd goes crazy because they already know the song, right? Mm, mm. And they go oh and stuff, and then he looks up, and then he picks a flower, and then he leaves the flower there on the on next to him, and then he takes off his coat mm. and drops it down, and the girl appears. Okay, 
and then now he goes into a dance with this girl and then finally um the girl disappears i can't go too much detail because yeah. a lot of it is so the the artist the artist yeah. he knows how the how, what oh, is happening yeah, yeah, yeah. so they know the trick how the trick happens you know and uh, nda lah okay got it got it got okay, it got everybody got it. And from the top down everybody signs an nda okay um because if you see it there's it's more important for them to understand the nda because mm. if the secret is busted mm. The show fails. They lose that mysticism no, already. No, I mean the fact mm. that they pumped in so much money. Got it. Running it, they, so it's a financial mm. decision, mm. you know. Mm. So everybody, mm. like even when they go into the meeting, mm. if you haven't signed an NDA, they tell you to get out of the room. Mm. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's mm. that strict. Mm. Um, so, uh, you, uh, yeah. And then at the end of the day, he picks up the flower, mm. and he starts doing this. Mm. And from his hand, it's a huge confetti shower of red petals mm-hmm. that, that that goes up into the stadium. You from know, his hand from his hand he just does this and you know the whole and i tell you the rapturous uh, applause that they get it's just amazing i love so, magic la. <laughs> you know we did six of those uh in that show and at the end of it i think they all went on a went on a platform and goes up boom they all disappeared mm. you know in mid air so that's i mean like like for example in uh, we did pgl3 here trigunal mm. lerang the musical mm, 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 mm. Uh, and all the special effects was all magic, mm-hmm. but you would never say that oh it was a magic trick, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's I an illusion. You know? No, if you were caught up in looking out for the magic, then I have failed, mm-hmm. because the story has to be so the the effects have to be so interwoven into the story that it just happens, mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. like the uh, the the putri putri turns into a witch. How come? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, and the witches appear here, disappear here, and that kind. Of, How come you know? But it makes it. It's the. I think PGL two used theatrical stuff. Like she mm. would walk behind the tree and the witch would come out. Mm. My mm. one, no, she just stands there. She holds up a scarf and boom, ba-da-bang. Ba-da-bang, that's it done. <laughs> um, so we used pyro and lighting and stuff, and it was very good. Um, and so I think we did about nine different effects. Mm. Um, mm. And the bidan also had a special routine for herself and stuff. So. We, that's what we do. I mean, I, we as in Mila, you know, I go in, I choreograph, I, I come up with the thing, and then it becomes a team effort. So, I mean, what I like is when I hear this conversation, right? I'm not kidding. No, I see the passion coming out through every pore. You know, like <laughs> yeah. like you, you love what you do. Yep. You know, and twenty. Oh, how many years are we talking about? Good lord. Oh, since you were 40, 11, right? <laughs> yeah. So that would be hard. Almost five dec- decades, uh, five decades. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about his age, lah. But yeah, about there, lah. About there, five decades. Yeah. So, I mean. In these five decades, mm-hmm. lah, right? Like, like you've done so many things. You've mm-hmm. you've done everything from birthday parties to literally transforming a princess to a witch, lah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Korean concerts, yeah. nonetheless. What 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 stands out the most as like one of the key memories or your biggest achievement you feel in the in field of magic or illusions? If you can have one thing, you know. I, I no, it's very difficult because they mm. all have different objectives. Okay. Okay. And. At the end of the day, when I walk away from a show, mm. I need to know that the audience felt mm. Mm. what I wanted to deliver. Mm. You mm. know, um, okay, this is being se- look, sounds egotistical, mm. but it's mm. not. They they feel the story mm. Mm. stronger than if they had just witnessed a regular theatrical play, for mm. example. Mm. Mm. Um, like when. Uh, Like when I do product launches, mm, mm. 
I always get into trouble with the agency because the agencies go, oh no no, we need to see the if, the, the the effect no because we need to approve it. I said no, you already know. Yeah, if you see the effect, you lose it, so lah. Correct. Mm. So I said, uh, I I and there's one particular one. In fact, that the this, the one that I mentioned earlier, mm. the Petronas. Uh, 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 uh. Oh no no, my CEO must see. Mm. I and I basically said no. Mm. He can come in. I'll show him the start. Mm. We'll play all the music. I'll explain the effect, mm. 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 and then go away. Because when it, when it actually happens, I want him to go. <gasps> you saw or not? <laughs> you know, rather than him going there. Hey, watch out! Watch out! Watch out! The next thing. Clear. Uh. And then Clear. you're, you know, so you don't want to lose that. So it's Ma- very. See, magic is all about that moment of wonder. Yeah. You yes. Know, to recreate yes. that. You know, when, when maybe it's the first time you saw. Your father in a TV set, you know, mm. and you're like, huh? That's a moment of magic, you got know. It, got it. So it's that moment of wonder. We want to bring it back, and then your logical mind kicks in, and you go, how? Uh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like the card that ended up in the back pocket until today. <laughs> how did he do it? So, so it, it, it's it's you know, I think I think the to me the audience is. is Paramount, Got it. Got it. absolutely. So it's paramount. all about serving the audience, yeah. giving them that moment of wonder. So it doesn't matter what show you're doing. It the doesn't matter the show. It doesn't matter that. the client. It doesn't Got matter it. the brand. Anything to me, all right. Personally, though, I'm working with the brand, and I know I need to make the brand the hero. Mm. But at the end of the day, if the audience is like, for example, when we did Pampers, uh, when we launched new uh, Pampers, your Pampers also got a day. Yeah, those days <laughs> lah, ultra Pampers, right? I took a large jug and I poured in. This was at the trade show. I poured in all that stuff into the diaper, and after the show, it, during question and answer, one of the guys said, "You mean to say the diaper can take so much liquid?" Ah? <laughs> you know, and, they say, <laughs> and the brand manager goes, "No, no, no, no. That was just a show, lah. You know." So the fact that he he actually believed that whole thing was like. Good for me lah. I did my job. I did my job lah. <laughs> you know, it stuck in his head, so it was good. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. Um. So at the end of the day, it's the audience takeaway. Alright. So so the memorability so segues to the next thing. Speaking of audience, right? Mm. I mean, there's something happening on the 29th. Your show. Yes. Right. And now that's something where I want to live with a moment. I want to leave the hall with a moment of magic and wonder lah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about this uh, show that's happening on the 29th. Okay. Because of my history. Hmm. Everybody thinks it's going to be a grand illusion show. <laughs> it is not. That's why in the advertising it says it's a new format. Okay. Um, yeah. I have scaled down the shows. All right. Um, I've I I want to do effects, stand up effects. Mm-hmm. I w- there will be a few illusions in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But stand up effects, and the focus is more on me, the presentation, the script, the the jokes, the laughter, the interaction with the okay, audience. Okay. Okay. So it's actually a fun show. It's mm. it, and you walk away, yeah, fun, but it was magic as well, bro. And you will still go, how ah, that that's good lah, you know. But the fact that you sat there and you enjoyed yourself for forty-five or so minutes, that's what I want. Okay. So it's it's now trying to work towards that and trying to polish up the show, writing the script. I'm still struggling with the form, uh, with the routineing of the show. Yeah, yeah, the show is happening soon, you know. I know, <laughs> I know. This morning I was going like, where do we? St-? I was asking my wife, where do we stick this? One? She said in the middle. I said, yeah, it doesn't fit, you know. <laughs> but I know that I know the tricks that I'm going to do. Okay, it's just the storyboarding of it. I'm trying to, yeah, because it needs to flow. It, yeah, yeah. You know, like I did a show recently, um, and I'm a great believer of the energy chart. Mm, okay. You, even your introduction by the MC is important, which is mm. why I don't most of the time. You MC yourself, or what? No, I give the guy a script and I mm. say, "You go ring la one story about the next president. Don't mention my name and don't say magic show." Mm. 
Okay. Now the way I said magic show is what Malaysians will say. Magic show. Magic show immediately means ah more so lah. You know, <laughs> that's not what I do. You know, so I I I be very careful about this because I've been introduced in the weirdest ways. Ladies and gentlemen, magic show by Aslam Roy. Aslam. <laughs> I've been called Aslam, Aslam, Einstein. <laughs> Just yesterday, I received. I, before I die, I will print a T-shirt with all my names. This is my name, bro. <laughs> And you have to go. It's Ans A N S Lam L E M Asylum. In Singapore, I'm registered in a Chinese database as Ang Lam Loy. Dude, you're kidding. No, <laughs> and I can still get mail for Ang Lam Loy, comma Eric. So you know, it, it is what it comma is. Comma Eric. <laughs> it's just, it's hilarious. So I, you know, um, so what I've done is I, I've gotten my introduction pre-recorded. Mm, mm, so uh, the MC just says, "Oh, you know, sit back, relax. You've got an exciting show from an international artist." Blah blah blah. So, okay, here we go. And then, the, you know, mm. I come on. So that to me is very important because your introduction is good. It sets it up, and you and you hit your mark, and that's the other thing that we we also we teach uh, in our in our club. You when you get from backstage to the mark, that first. Two seconds is when the audience knows whether you're pro or not. Mm. You know, so you hit the mark, you turn around, you look at the audience, and you're ready to go. Mm. So that sets it up on a high level. If you get bad introductions, you are here. If the, if you get a good, you are here. So now we do the first few effects. You build it up, mm. you cruise. Let the audience breathe. Mm. Then you take it up to the next level. So this was a 40-minute show, which the client cut down to 25 mm. because they overran. So which means that I only achieved here. Mm. Though mm. the show was good, everybody was mm. happy with mm. it. I knew I missed. You could have gone. I more. could have gone mm. so much more. All the lines, all the you know the anticipation, mm. the videos, and everything. So, um, so the energy graph for me is very. So that's what I'm trying to mm, in my show. So we're going to drive this energy graph on the 29th, and as much as I can. Okay. I mean, I'm. I'm. It's, I'm a, it's a small theater. It's really a very small it's because it's ex- experimental for me. Mm. I did, I've never done a ticketed show in this country. Never. Mm. Mm. Uh, usually, it's I'm hired in the promoter pays or mm. the client pays. I wanted to try. In it the fifty years, this is your first ticketed show in Malaysia. In Malaysia. Wow, dude! Never, um, because too many variables, lah. You know. Mm. Um, mm. So, um, a lot of my friends going like, you know, hey, uh, you got show or not? I come and see lah, but no, no, sorry, corporate show cannot come in. You know. Uh, so this is my first uh, ticketed show. Got it, got it, got so it. So now it's open to the public. So come lah, see the show. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, man. So um, it's a small theater. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend too much money in case the whole thing imploded. Mm. So um, we push, squeezing in two shows in that one evening, um, and we'll see if it works. I've already got shows for a year. Already planned out. Ah, uh, so shows. this is kind of like a pilot, a concept test to see where it goes. Yeah, right? whether it works or not, and then I will decide the frequency of the shows, mm. um, and then maybe look at a bigger theater if the response is good. Okay. And you know, Malaysians like I always wait the last minute to buy the theater, buy the tickets. You know, so it's like we're almost. Um, I think we're almost uh, over fifty percent sold out. Oh, that's nice, dude. Already now, yeah, it's about a week and a half of marketing. Okay, by by the time this airs, we'll have another a week plus, you yeah. know. So, so early, bird, early bird tickets, um, you know, we'll, we'll early bird ticket sales closes on the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's just back to regular pricing. Yeah. All right, and 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 like I mentioned, guys, one ticket out there for any one of you, right? Just comment on YouTube, on Instagram, or just drop us an email, right? And just tell us why should we go watch. Uh, What you said, uh, asylum, uh, unslim, enslim. <laughs> why? Asylum. <laughs> why? <laughs> why should you? Oh my you god! Wa- I just started opening a can of worms now. Asylum, <laughs> <laughs> Roy's show. <laughs> 
the what's the Singapore one again? Ang Lim Loy. Eric. Yeah, Ang Lim Loy, comma Eric. I tell you, but it's funny. Yeah. Nah, man, that's 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 awesome. I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm excited for the show. Great. Uh, you know, me and my wife, yeah. and my missus. Come. I want I wanted to bring the kid, but you know, it's no, it's, B- it's PG twelve. Yes. Okay. Okay. The reason is a lot of entendres in there. Okay. Okay. Suggestive stuff. It'll fly over the kids, but I don't want to risk it. Like, I agree. I all agree. it takes is just one negative report. And, yeah, yeah, and, and you don't want that for your brand and no. for the future of the yes, show. Correct, right? Okay. Uh, I want to be known. See, a lot of people now, a lot of people in this country. Mm. Oh, magic show, not my thing, lah. Mm. It's still that magic show, lah. You know, they don't realize it's adult entertainment. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. And, so. and and here's the, you know, I I started the show by you know talking about the fact that is the mysticism of magic gone? I mean, with people watching YouTube with short short form content, right? Like, is that mysticism gone? No. So so here's the thing, right? Imagine someone watching out there right now, you know, 11 years old from Saint John, you know, want to send you a letter. <laughs> like, what advice would you give a budding illusionist or musician out there who wants to start the I don't know magician. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, that a budding illusionist or magician. magician. Yeah. What advice would you give him or her? I think you need to be dedicated. You need to have the discipline. Um, I I used I used to do classes for children. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, at the, at my yeah, I have a club that it's called the Magic Annex. Um, mm. But I always say that you need to be at least. 12 years old and above to be able to appreciate magic mm. if you're too young you have no concept of magic because you could take a coin put it in this hand make it disappear they will still look at this hand because this is where the coin was they haven't put the the link together but we adults have have you know we've grown up to understand um, the way move works mm. the way mm. the hand mm. moves and all that so we assume that the coin is there Until you open the coin, I'll still be looking at that hand. When you open empty, now I'm looking at this hand. Too late, really. okay? The coin gone. So um, when you're too young, they say, "Oh no, no, my child is very intelligent." <laughs> All as parents say the same thing. Correct. But to be able to see, to me, magic is the best hobby in the world. Really. Okay. Why? It forces you to think ahead mm. uh, in the process of what you're doing physically. You're mm. thinking ahead. As you walk into a room, you know where the people are. You know what your lighting is. It's just, it's just you just learn to, mm. to feel it. Mm. Mm. You learn about the trick. Mm. You learn confidence because if you don't have confidence, you're messed up. You can't land it. <laughs> Every time you perform a magic trick, it's a test. Mm. If you fail that test, the trick is gone, mm. blown. Not just mm. for this person, but blown for every other magician who may show the same trick. Mm. So mm. The, the the impetus is is bigger than. Uh, sorry, not the impetus. The impact is bigger than this. Yep, yep. Uh, then you 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 want to do rhyme. You want uh, sorry rhythm. You you need to know rhythm. You need to know timing. You need to know uh, stage presence. You need to know how your body moves. How to use your body as part of the misdirection. Because mm. for us, mm. the five senses are what we play with. Mm. You know, uh, it's it's how we manipulate the five senses mm. to give you the misdirection that you need. Mm. So you you learn all that, and in public speaking. Yeah. All of that stuff, Give you know. Him. So the kid develops <coughs> really, really, really well-rounded, and then you need to learn arts and craft, build your own props. <laughs> so this, that, yeah. Then you need to know about lighting. You need to know about clothes. You need to, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which other, uh, which other uh, hobby gives you that? Yeah, you yeah. know. So to me, I'm biased, but 
you know, magic is. I mean, like even when you say you're playing music, if you miss a note, it's okay. Mm. But you can't do that with magic, dude. You cannot. Mm. You, you, it's gone. Finish. Mm. Bye bye. If you miss the rabbit in the head, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's it. You're done. So, yeah. Um, how do we get there? You're talking about. No, we're talking about the advice that you want to give yeah. to these young kids. I would uh, say number one, um, you you need to be serious about the interest. Okay, serious. Yeah, um, kids, unfortunately short attention span mm, mm. today I like magic tomorrow I want to do music mm, but mm. Chase that sounds like my son uh, <laughs> and I want to chase girls and you know do other things or whatever mm. um, and I always ask uh, those who are in the appropriate age mm. why do you want to do magic mm. Mm. if I don't hear the word I want to entertain people I want mm. to make people happy mm. so that should be your motivator is, if you want to do yeah, it yeah because mm. you know at the end of the day if your audience likes it oh You're on the home stretch, man. You're done, dude. Yeah, you know, and it it doesn't have to be anything. If you're an entertainer, mm. you know that's what you need. You know, I was telling you about you know when people give you uh, their lives, you mm. know, in mm. the time, if they can spend that x number of x number of minutes watching you, they're giving you their life. Mm. They cannot get it back, mm. and you need to respect that. Agree. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, best advice: you need to be committed. You need then, of course, there's discipline, mm. practice. Mm. Th- there are three rules in magic: mm. practice. Practice some more and then practice again. The fourth one is perfectly practice. Uh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so practice perfectly. So because if you practice the wrong way, your your muscle uh, memory goes haywire. Yeah. So you got to do it for the right reasons. You got to be disciplined and yeah. more importantly, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. The so, right way. Ah, uh, the right way. Yeah. So we're talking about manipulating my five senses, lah. Right. Correct. So is there any way in this show right now? You're going to manipulate any of my senses. No manipulation of senses, but uh, I brought a little trick that I can share with you. Ah, this one is real, lah. Uh, this is real. Okay, so five pieces of paper which I borrowed f- from him. Yeah, yeah, it's from me, ah. <laughs> uh, it's from me. It's so from no, me. It's not gap. So I'm just going to write something here, okay, and I'm not going to show you what it is, okay, and I'm going to fold it, and I'm going to place it right here. Will not touch it again. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. So we have four pieces of paper here. Okay. I want you to give me any simple shape. A- any simple shape. Go ahead. Okay, a circle. A circle. Okay, that's one. Okay. Yes. Wait, hold on. Mm. Crumple that up. Okay. Okay, a circle. Square. A square. And we haven't set this up, right? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everybody <laughs> understands we didn't set it up. I didn't buy him tetare. Okay, this one. A triangle. Triangle. Okay, and okay, a pentagon, a five-sided. Oh gosh. Okay, if I can draw one. Okay, okay, right. five sides. Okay, and then so we put the pen away. All right. <laughs> the obligatory nothing in my hands. <laughs> Sleeve <laughs> roll. <laughs> okay, so now, do you know which one is where of these four? Oh. I just messed it up. Yeah, right? I, I I wouldn't really know. Okay, take two fingers. Okay, and hover it over any two of these. Okay, so we remove this and be, sorry, remove. I won't put it here. I'll put it over here. Okay. Okay. Now, take your hands away. Take one. Put it in my hand. And which one? Whichever one. It's up to you. Okay. You can change your mind. Okay. Okay. So okay. This, you want to remove this, and that's the last one that he wants, right? Okay, let's recap. 
Now, before we started, I wrote something on the piece of paper. Okay. Before we started, right? Okay. You, you had no clue where we were going with this. Okay. And then I said, "Hey, give me some simple shapes. <laughs> Free choice, right?" Yes, I could have chose anything. You could have chosen anything in the world. You gave, you chose. And we wrote it down, and then you eliminated these one by one. I did. You did. <laughs> Free choice, your choice. In fact, last minute he did, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that, you know. Flipping, <laughs> open this and see what is inside. You're kidding me, right? No, I'll just open it, see what's inside. You are kidding me. <laughs> this thing can go wrong. Okay. Okay, it's a triangle. It's a triangle. Go ahead. No, I'm not even going to touch no. it. No, pick it up. Okay, it's a triangle, huh? Okay. <sighs> Don't do this to me, bro. <laughs> You're kidding me, bro. <laughs> this is manipulating your senses. So I just couldn't have one con job, lah. <laughs> no, no, but 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 that 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 that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a simple trick, yeah. you know, and I didn't expect it to go the way. <laughs> and I purpose, uh, guys, I changed. You know, I saw, I saw he was looking. I changed. <laughs> you still got it. You had a choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so th- this is it. how you create um, yeah, basic organic stuff. No props, no nothing. <laughs> and I like organic stuff, you know, because if you if you're doing something with a prop that is obviously bought from a magic shop, uh. that's what, that's why I always I I don't like card tricks, but I like tricks with cards. <laughs> you know, a card who carries around a deck of cards, either a magician or a gambler. That's it. <laughs> you take out a deck of cards, people. Oh yeah, this fellow must be skillful. You know, he won't take it out. No? <laughs> All right, hey, Ansem, thank you so much for making it for the show. Oh, thank and you, thank you. Yeah, really I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed learning about your journey and the fact that, you know, it's all about entertaining others, yes. you know. Going from where you were, uh, St. John, <laughs> all the way to, you know, working in an advertising agency and doing your magic hustle on the side. What started as a hustle now is like, you know, giving you so much of love and passion. And I'm looking forward to the show Unmasked on the 29th, where? At uh, Seoul City Hub. Okay, so guys, that's in SS4. All right, so let's say if we want people to connect with you, mm. to find out more about you, uh, your services, and more important, the show that's happening on 29th, how go can we to connect to you? Go to the Facebook page. Okay. Um, you can either go to Anselm Roy. Okay. Or the other page that I have is Magic and Illusion of Anselm Roy. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put all of that in the description. So Great, one thank more, you very much. One more time, guys. You stand a chance to win one free ticket. All you got to do is write a comment. I wish I had more to give away, but it's a small place. It, it, it's a start. For all you know, when this show <laughs> Malatop, right? When we're in Stadium Merdeka, he can give more. That's right. I can. <laughs> right. So I very simple, guys. All you got to do is head over to either the uh, Instagram or, or YouTube where you're watching this or even drop me an email at uh, findtherealpodcast at gmail.com just tell me why do you want to watch Anselm Roy's Magician Show Unmasked on the 29th yep right okay thank you very much thank you and uh, guys thank you for watching another episode of Find The Real where I believe everyone has a story and looking forward to see you in the next episode peace peace out (laughs) 